Snapsticks, Flash Chat. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Why do I keep doing this? Hey folks, welcome to the Creative Language Learning Podcast with Kirsten Cable and Lindsay Dow. Godan dayen, Lindsay Dow. Godan dayen. Alt god. Alt god. <laughs> and that was Icelandic. Do you know, in Germany, we used to have this TV show called Die Sendung mit der Maus. Have you ever heard of it? The, the show with the mouse? I have not. It's it's a kids' TV show, which is absolutely wonderful. And I think they are part responsible for making me a language crazy person. Because every week in the show with the mouse, the opening credits, they would tell you, and today we have an elephant, a story about mobile phones, and a cartoon from Captain Blue Bear or something like that. And they did it again in another language. Every week it was a different language. Yeah. Every week there was cool. a different language and a, ho a whole voiceover. And then in the end they go, das war Italienisch. And das war Deutsch. <laughs> or, you know, whichever language nice. it was. It was so exciting because every week you could sit there and like listen to this and try and work out what language it is. Um, and then they tell you what it was. So I was just thinking, das war Islandisch. That was Icelandic. <laughs> <laughs> so you are going to Iceland Is this is this when you're going to America as well, to Canada? To Canada. Well, kind of. I mean, when I go to Canada, I actually fly through Iceland, which mm. I booked after my trip to Iceland, which is after that trip. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Um, but no, I'm going to Iceland in August for a week, I think, just over a week. Yeah. Over a week. Um, yeah. Do you have any plans for what you're going to do there? I'm running a half marathon, apparently. <gasps> Wow. Yeah, apparently. Ooh. Oh, well, that's that's very very impressive. And how do you have you learned have you learned how to cheer people on in Icelandic? Not yet. I'm I'm going to be focusing more on my breathing skills, which I'm hoping are the same in any language. So <laughs> I can imagine that there will be people standing at the side and we've just finished the European football tournament yeah. Euro 2016 and did you notice at some point that I think Iceland and the Icelandic team who were incredibly just impressive and had such a great um, supporter base apparently 10% of the whole country of Iceland traveled to France I was to support just gonna the say I heard team. the same fact yeah stunning um, and they introduced this sort of way of supporting that that really got very popular which is uh, everybody lifting their arms and clapping and kind of shouting "Ooh!" Ooh, ooh, and then sort of clapping really fast. And I imagine people doing that now when you're running your half marathon. I hope so. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to hope that when people say stuff like at the side that they're saying a good thing. I'm sure they will be. But Absolutely. <laughs> I don't Absolutely. think I'll get far enough to in the language to know exactly what people are saying. So I just have to nod and smile, nod and smile. Well, this is very impressive. I wish you a lot of wish you a lot of good luck with your half marathon in Iceland. And just as a public service announcement for anyone who happens to be in Canada, let's go back to why are you going to Canada? When is something happening and what are you doing out there? I'm going to Canada to speak at the North American Polyglot Symposium or NAPS, which is a much shorter, snappier title 
just one one letter away from snaps in fact isn't it um and yeah so it's going to be a, a new language event this is the first time it's happened and it, the first one is happening in montreal which i'm very excited about because it's a place i've always always wanted to visit i mean when i when i was learning french and i knew you know i'd been to france loads and i was like ah, i've been to france i've done that you know where where could i live if i wanted to use french and i was always very intrigued by Montreal and, and Quebec in, in general. So yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. And what's your talk going to be on? Social media for language learning. Oh, nice. Oh, mm -hmm. let's pack that one. And do you know if there's still tickets available? If people wanted to come and see you talk about social media and just meet a lot of language people? I believe so. I mean, when is this podcast going out? This podcast is going out on 18th of July, everybody. Welcome that to should... the podcast. It is now the 18th of July. That should be okay. Yeah, it's happening that this weekend then. <laughs> so yeah, the, the 23rd and the 24th, I believe. Mm -hmm. So there might still be tickets available. Fantastic. So guys, if you happen to live in Montreal or near there in that area and you really have nothing to do this weekend, why not check out the North American Polyglot Symposium? Sounds really cool. Um, à Montréal. Oui. How do you how do you pronounce Montreal in France? Do you say Montreal or do you say Montreal and you swallow the T? Yeah, I know in 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 Montreal they say Montreal. I've ah, I've heard that. Mm. I think that's how how it's pronounced there. In France, I would kind of in French, my natural instinct would say à Montreal, Montreal. Mine too. Montreal, Montreal. Yeah, probably I would drop the T just out of instinct. I think. Mm -hmm. So. That, isn't that weird? And then you say Montreal all the time. Does that in English, sense? you mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, even I say Montreal <laughs> in English. Montreal. <laughs> yeah. So if you happen to be French-Canadian, um, maybe maybe correct us if we got this wrong. But um, ce weekend à Montréal, voyez Lindsay. <laughs> oh, merci. Well, shall we reveal the topic before we touch on our lovely sponsors? What are we talking about today? So, in line with my talk at NAMPS this weekend about social media, we're going to focus in on one in particular today, and we're going to talk about Snapchat for language learning. That's right. Snapchat for language learning. I'm a bit... Well, at first I was a little bit worried about the topic because I thought, can we possibly fill a podcast with this? But you guys, knowing Lindsay and me, I think we can manage. Um But as I dug into the topic, I actually found this quite, it's quite interesting, it's quite fascinating. I think we will, we will dedicate a little bit of time just to talk about Snapchat, what it is and how it works in general. Um, and I, I can tell you guys now, I am a total convert. I, maybe three weeks ago, no, three months ago, when were we in Berlin? Berlin, not three months ago, maybe Be two months ago. Before episode 40, guys, I knew yep. nothing about Snapchat. I didn't know how it works. I, I couldn't even make sense of the interface. I had to, to totally get a crash course from Lindsay. Um, it was... Since then, I have completely... I really get what the point is. So very, very excited to talk about Snapchat today. And I really think that we might just fill a little podcast and we might just have some really cool, really helpful tips for you that help you use your language pretty much instantly. Our good friends at Flash Sticks pop up on Snapchat quite a bit. 
Nicely done. Nicely done. <laughs> Thank you. No one will know. And before I go into the Snapchat kind of things that they post, because I think they're a really cute example to sort of look at and what they do, you know, and less from a learner's perspective, but still really useful. If you don't know what flash sticks are at all, these are the foreign language post-it note guides. They kindly sponsor our podcast at the moment, so thank you very much to our friends at Flash Sticks. High five. If you haven't tried them out, you really, really should. The post-it notes aren't just normal post-it notes, sticky notes. They're pre-printed with words to learn and they're great to stick around the house to help you learn new words every day. And now they're available in a total number of eight different languages and you can choose your level two. Lindsay, can you name all the languages yet? Whew, okay, I'm going to give it a go. I think I might be able to write French, Spanish, German, German, yes, Italian, Portuguese, mm, very good. Mandarin, Chinese, English and BSL, British Sign Language. British Sign Language. Did Isn't, I get them all? You got them all. You got them all without even, yes. without any guesses. Fantastic. No, so eight languages in total. If you're learning one of these languages, flash sticks are this sort of really cute, nice addition that you can build into your language learning. They're particularly great for kids as well. So kids and adults, or ideally both together. If you're tutoring as well, it's really nice to sort of give your give your little you know, your little students one to just take home as a reward or when they come back you can just give them a packet and say, Hey, what did you do with them? Take pictures of them. And Maybe a really nice thing to put on Snapchat. Back more about that later. Uh, they've also just really launched an exciting new app. It's called Flash Academy. I was talking a little bit more about it in the last episode, number 44. But I've tried this out and I've, I have really definitely enjoyed it. So Flash Academy. And Lindsay, what, have you ever used the object translator bit? I haven't really played with the new app. Is it out now? In Out of beta now? I kind of got a test version of it and I okay. do I do believe it is out now so Excellent. check yeah go to the app store or the google play store and just type in flash academy and you will see if it's available to you yet I'm gonna have a play mm, it's really fun but we know the object translator obviously because that's something that was extremely popular in the last app and they've just brought it into the new one and how it works is you take a picture of anything in your own universe, anything that you've got around you. It could be a desk lamp, it could be a kettle, it could be your car. You take a picture and I don't know how it does it. I actually don't know how it does it. It, it must have some kind of insane object database. I, I don't really know. So that picture gets uploaded to the Flashsticks magic server and sends you back a word-for-word -word description of what it is that you're looking at in your target language. It's pretty, like, the future is here, isn't it? Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. I really enjoy kind of playing around with it. It's a really cool way, I think, of just picking up vocabulary from wherever you are without having to use a dictionary. So nice. it's, it's a different way of getting a dictionary, really. And I think it's really, really fun. Okay, check out flashsticks.com. Or, of course, Flash Academy in whatever app store you'd like to use. And if you're particularly intrigued by these post-it notes, I can highly recommend them. I think they're awesome. Uh, 
they come in different colors, they've got little extra grammar notes on them, they come in beginner, intermediate or advanced sets and like we said before in eight languages you can get a discount on them as well now that we haggled, we haggle hard for you here at the Creative Language Learning Podcast. All you have to do is enter Kirsten10, that is K-E-R-S-T-I-N and the number 10 and they're going to give you 10% off whatever you order on the site. So it's a lot of fun. Great for students, great for parents, great for families, great for tutors. And these really work for all ages. So I'm a big fan of Flashsticks. Thank you so much to our friends at Flashsticks for sponsoring the show. Now, I've mentioned, I've managed to mention Snapchat. I keep, I keep wanting to say Snapsticks. I managed to mention Snapchat twice in that show. But we still don't really even know what Snapchat is. Lindsay, can you give us a quick summary? Okay, so... Snapchat is a photo or video sharing app. Essentially, it's grouped into the kind of bundle term of social media. And what's interesting, though, about Snapchat is that we're with something else, like with Instagram or with Facebook or with Twitter, you get a profile, don't you, right? And whatever you add to your profile, it's kind of there forever. However, Snapchat, you've got 24 hours. After 24 hours... If you add things to your Snapchat story, and we'll talk more about that in a minute, things are deleted, erased. So you don't have that permanent profile, uh, you know, kind of showing off all your flaws and all your scars, so to speak. But I'm glad that we're recording this now, actually, because there's something very, very new and exciting. There is a new feature called Snapchat Memories. So, and you've always been able to save your snaps, but now you can save them and add them to new Snapchat stories in the future. So we'll talk more about how this is a good thing for language learning later on. Um, but the the other cool thing about Snapchat is that it's designed for your phone and your phone only. So you can't plan things in advance and make a beautiful edited filtered image and then upload it to Snapchat because it's just not designed for that. It's very, very raw, which makes it the perfect place to practice languages and and really kind of embrace it rather than practice 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 and then film the perfect end result mm, god there's so much in there so i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. want to, yes. i want to i want to unpack i want to unpack this a little bit and first okay. of all i think it's really i think it's really cool what you're saying and something about snapchat that i really like as well what you're saying about it being exactly not the kind of perfect picture because i think that's an issue that we're beginning or we started beginning to run into perhaps with Instagram over the last year. Absolutely. Would you agree? Maybe not even the year, maybe longer than that. I think it's mm. in, especially in the last year or so, it's been much, much easier to create sort of flawless, beautiful, stunning Instagram um, photos and videos. And because you can do it outside of the app, right? And then mm-hmm. upload from your phone library. So you could record in like a full... 4k camera edit it on a on a top computer with the top software download no email it to yourself download that from the email on your phone and then upload it to instagram you've got this beautiful perfect video which is fine but when we're talking about language practice that isn't showcasing the real kind of process you know you're just showing the end flawless result and that's not what it's about and that's definitely not what snapchat's about which is why i think this is a perfect fit for me when it comes to practicing languages and really engaging with the process and enjoying the process as well absolutely i think instagram over the last 
for me over especially over the last year because that's what, maybe when I started using it less as sort of my personal oh, I'm just taking a picture of something cool over here um, I started using it a little bit more for work my account still isn't what I think of as a sort of Kirsten the language bloggers account it's much more personal so you can kind of see what's going on in, in my house really but it it definitely I I have seen so much kind of in, on Instagram where people have done run these really cool challenges or people have um, you know people have taken very 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 beautiful pictures of different things um, actually I learned a word as a result of um, Instagram that I, I, I absolutely love and, and I'm, I'm a fan of this as well um, you know what it's called when you take a picture of things that are aligned on your desk in this sort of really right angle, super neat way, so everything looks and perfect. You, you take it from above. Yeah, no, yeah, it doesn't have lay. to be even. Oh, ooh, right, okay. Flat lay. Flat lay is when you have everything laid out and you take the picture from above and it all looks beautiful. And I'm so busy, right? <laughs> That's a flat lay. I did not know that one. Oh, but the picture, the word I learned was knolling. Bit of a K or nulling. Okay. Yeah, so nulling is when you align everything just so. So it's all kind of at these like beautiful right angles and it just looks really awesome. Interesting. Mm. So nulling and flat laying both are kind of really geared towards exactly what Lindsay said, which is this profile that you have where things really last. And that's not a bad thing at all because why not have like really good looking memories and really kind of you know like put your best foot forward um in certain social media but snapchat kind of doesn't invite that at all because snapchat is so temporary right so you're not going to spend half an hour arranging everything on your desk for a pretty picture because that picture is then so less likely to last Absolutely. um and, 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 it, and it kind of encourages you to be more creative than that because yeah that's not the that's not the kind of demographic you know, you, you're not competing with your profile in that way that you might feel like you are with Instagram because your profile doesn't exist. You know, people can watch your Snapchat story. They can then watch someone else's and neither of them are going to be perfect. Neither of them are going to be flawless. They're going to be kind of little mistakes or the camera's too high or too low or whatever it might be, You right? And you still have the, um, you still have a few filters, you know? So if you if you do feel like a lot of the time in the morning when I film um, a lot of my Snapchat is in the morning during my study time and I'm kind of sat in my language chair in the corner and it can be quite dark and my face looks really like kind of whoa look at me I'm all haggard and gross right which isn't the case it's just <laughs> it's just that's the light at that point right so I'll often go to the first filter and it just brightens things and then you still feel like oh I look okay it's, it's fine so you still have that that option just without the need for perfection Definitely, definitely. There's just really something about it that is so spontaneous and fun. And a lot of that is to do with the fact that whatever you do just disappears after 24 hours. So that really, to me, that's that's been the thing that makes Snapchat stand out and makes Snapchat different from, say, when you're making a Facebook profile or especially Instagram, which is the other really visual social network that we tend to think of. But you mentioned the word story. Okay. Uh, okay, here's how I understand the story, because I never understood this until I sort of started using it. And tell me if I got this right. A story, your your story that you're basically telling about yourself, is 
like an aggregate, a sum of all the pictures, all the videos that you did in the last 24 hours. And then yeah. they go away. That's it. And they go away bit by bit as well. So, for example, if I upload something at 7 a.m. and then I upload something at 10 a.m., 12, 4, right? Mm -hmm. If someone watches at 5 p.m., they're going to see the whole thing. However, if someone then is watching at um, 2 a.m., 8 a.m. the next morning, <laughs> yeah. they'll see the things I posted at 10, 12, and 4, but not the thing I posted at 7. So things disappear gradually. So there's this constant cycle of, of content. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's not absolutely. a case of, it's not like Cinderella at midnight, boom, everything resets. It's not like that. Everything lasts for 24 hours on its individual time, time frame. Yes. And yeah. something that I also want to say, if you're really, if, you know, even the, the temporariness of that freaks you out, you can actually delete something that you put on there. So if you really thought, oh, it didn't go well at all, or it looks terrible, or that makes no sense what I just said there, uh, you can just delete it as well. But... And of course, you still have the option when you when you take a photo, when you take a video, you still have the option to edit it and things before you upload. So it's not a case of, oh, I've taken it and it's gone straight to the world to see that was horrible. That was just a picture of up my nose or whatever. You know, you, you still have the chance to then delete and start again before you upload it as well. But yeah, once it's up, you can still delete it if you want to. Okay. And the other thing is, once it's up, you can then download to your phone. So that erases that idea of temporariness. If you're looking to, to document your language learning and to kind of keep track, you can still download things as well. So that is your story. Yeah. So to summarize so far, because I, I don't know, maybe I'm just a really hashtag Kirsten, you old, but except Kirsten, not old anymore because I'm not on Snapchat. <sighs> so Snapchat, basically, you open it up. You get this sort of camera. You're, it's like as if you switched a camera on on your phone. You take a picture. You change it in whatever way you want. Where you can add text. You can doodle on it. You can add emoji. It's very fun. Or you can do a video. There's also filters. There's a lot to play with. Really, a lot to play with. And it's very. It's the, the design of the app is is so that it really invites you to play. So it kind of you know you, you you're gonna mess with your your own selfies. It's fun. And then you press add to my story, which then adds something to your public stream yeah, um, that people can I watch for wanna, 24 hours. Yeah, can now, I just interrupt there? When you say public, of course, you still have privacy settings. So you can still make it that you only have your Snapchat friends see your story, for example. So it's not public for everyone because you can't see other, you can't see people's Snapchat um, stories if you aren't following them, if you haven't added them as a Snapchat friend. You can't see anything without doing that. And then even if, even if you know, you, you can set the settings so that you have control over that as well. So there's there's some flexibility with privacy there. Okay. Ah. I just wanted yeah, to it, add that because I know... It definitely doesn't go all to the world. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Now, I know this sounds quite complex and I think that is one of one of the downsides I want to address later on for, for Snapchat. Um, however... You've got these pictures and then you can make what's brand new, actually. So it's only just come out sort of yesterday. Um, what you can make now is if the temporariness if or if partic one Snapchat you made or one snap you made is particularly good. Say you are recording yourself doing your introduction in a foreign language and you just get it right. You're just like, bam, 
Oh my God, that worked so well. What you can do now is add this thing to your memory. So it's a bit like a photo album. So you can actually save it. And tell me about this posting it later thing. Normally you can't take a picture on your phone, mess with it and then put it into Snapchat. Is that right? Yeah. So as far, I mean, as you say, memories is still very new and I haven't played with it fully yet. But as far as I understand, what you do, you can't, you still can't add things from your phone library. Okay. So you still can't um, create something amazing and stunning on the computer on Photoshop and then download it and add that to Snapchat. But what you can do is if you take a particularly good snap, so for example, like you said, that's a great example. If you if you film yourself doing your introduction in a foreign language and you get it really good, or even if you don't get it really good, you still want it as a record of, you know, I want to see how far I progress and how 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 much um, how much better is the thing that's coming to mind. That's not what I want to say. How is that? Does that correct correct English? How much better I can do this in in three months, for example? You know what I mean? Yes. Then yeah. you can you can still you know, download that. And then when you go to memories, three months later, you've got it in your diary. Oh, I'm going to redo my introduction today. You record your, your, oh, so your like old a one. Progress you could tracker. then add the new one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So whereas before the memories feature, what I would have recommended if you wanted to use it as progress tracking is to do the introduction, download that particular snap to your phone, keep it in your phone, and then you wouldn't be able to re-upload it. So you could, you could keep it for yourself as a, as a, as an example of, oh, look how far I've come. But now you can actually save it within memories, within Snapchat, and you can share it again and say, oh my goodness, look how bad I was and look how good I am now. So you can you can add old snaps. Fantastic. That's, that's as I understand it. Fantastic. That's really cool. That's really it's cool. cool right? So you can say, here is me three months ago, and you're like, golden dog, and then you can say, here's me today. Two weeks later. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. I like that a lot. I like that idea a lot. Now, I think we've already covered most of why Snapchat is awesome. Um, I really I really love the idea that it's a story because the video, each video, each video and each photo that you take, you can only, they're not, you can't make this sort of three minute video. Right, it's not like YouTube where you can really kind of go on for a while. Yes. But instead, in Snapchat, everything is dead quick. Right, nothing really takes longer than a video doesn't really take, take longer than ten seconds. A photo you can't show it for more than nine seconds, which is a very long time if it's just a photo of your dog. Actually, uh, because you know we're all we've all got. But you can adjust that as well. You can shorten it, right? That's so if right. The, if it's the dog, and you think people might want to see that, but probably not. One second is like the minimum. <laughs> you can like subliminal messaging. <laughs> but if you scribble on it quite a lot, then mm. you can. You know, you, the the nine seconds is actually a really good time because there's a lot to see in that picture. Because you may have kind of, you know, drawn a little arrow to whatever you're looking at and say this is this in Welsh and so on. So it's a really it's a really, really great way of going ahead. So the best way that I have found of using Snapchat so far is partly, yes, recording myself sort of saying bits and bobs in Welsh, but the I really like documenting when I'm doing some learning. So the best way I found really of using it is, for example, this weekend, um, I kind of sat down and I went through my written vocab system which is essentially just writing the Welsh word on one side, the English word on the other side, and then kind of going through the list, highlighting the ones I don't know. Um, and like you you and Shannon have been talking about, distilling, that's something I do as well. Yeah, so yeah. the words that you still can't remember after kind of three goes, what I tend to do is maybe highlight them in pink, 
Then only go through the pink ones next time. Then <coughs> if I still can't remember the pink ones or any others that may have kind of disappeared from my head in the meantime, they might get like a little yellow star or something. And then at some point when I just can't possibly add any more color, they go onto a neat new page. But out of a page of perhaps 25 vocab items, I tend to only have to do that with three or four and the rest really sticks because I've gone through the list quite a few times and every time I get a different color of pen so it's marginally amusing as well <laughs> in my notebook. So what I did on Snapchat was film myself going through the list um, and pretty much doodle on it, you know, give myself a little tick every time I knew a word and then a little cross every time I didn't and it does it, obviously I can't quite manage that in 10 seconds but because of the way the story works it's really cool because you can do a few videos kind of in quick succession in, in one go yeah. yeah yeah exactly and really really enjoyed doing that so that was that was kind of a way of doing it I quite often sort of do a little good morning message or something like that during my during breakfast uh -huh. um, and just kind of snap pictures of as and when I do something but what it's done is it's just brought I never really documented my learning on social media. Yeah. My own studies. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Kind of it's it's a bit more of a way instead of me like what I do on the blog kind of talk about learning in long form really. You know, and really think it through and do these tips. What Snapchat allows me to do is just kind of go, "Oh, I'm just trying this thing." Um, and just mess around with it a little bit more. I feel a lot more free with it. So yes. It's, it's easy, it's fast, and there's pressure. no pressure. Yes. Exactly. So how have you, you've been using it kind of in the same way, because we sort of follow each other a little bit. Yeah, and I think what you said about using it to document your language learning, and I think when it comes to social media, there are a few key things that it is great for in various forms. And documenting is is one of those things that I think social media is fantastic for um, and documenting your language learning so Snapchat's great for that because like you say there's less pressure and a lot of the time you know when I say to people oh keep track and you know make a video or, or write something down and, and also share it because one of the other key things that social media gives to language learning is accountability you know if you go on to um, Duolingo for example like Ashley at the minute is learning some German because he's going to Berlin when I'm in Montreal. So he is learning some German on Duolingo and it keeps coming up and he'll shout through, go, oh, 7% fluent in German. I'm like, oh, well done. And then it says underneath, he says, it wants me to share this on LinkedIn. <laughs> and he doesn't use LinkedIn. But just the idea that if you then share on your LinkedIn profile, 7% fluent in German, and then you're going to want to keep that up because you've told people you've, you've put it out there publicly and so these things tie in really nicely the accountability and the documentation of of your language learning are both very well connected when you're using social media these are two things that I think are crucial to any language learning process that are very well covered by social media and in particular by snapchat the way that I use it one another there's, there's another key thing and that is fault Okay, because and mistakes, right? There is there is a very common tendency in in anything in life, not just language learning, that failure, making a mistake, that these things are bad. And if we make a mistake, we have failed. And if we failed, we're going in the wrong direction to where we want to be. But that is just not the case. That is just it's not true. Mm -hmm. Because how are we supposed to go forward? if we don't know how we're going to get there. 
And how do we find out how we get there? We try stuff. And guaranteed, we're not we're not gonna try everything to to get to a to get to an end goal and succeed. It's just not gonna happen because we're not all, you know, we're humans and humans aren't perfect. So when we make a mistake, we haven't failed. And if even if you want to consider that terminology yes you have made a mistake so you have failed even if you want to keep the terminology we still need to change the mentality of a failure points us in and you can't see my hands but I'm pointing upwards right a failure points us in the right direction and so mistakes by default point us in the right direction not in a negative direction right and so the way that I've been using snapchat is I've actually recently started to set myself what I'm calling mistake goals okay so I will say, right, this morning I've finished my study. I've been talking about this particular grammar point and I've got like five, 10 minutes left. I'm going to set myself a mistake goal on Snapchat to make five mistakes in Korean or Japanese or whatever language it is. And I'll then just film myself completely raw. OK, no planning, no editing or nothing. I just film myself saying what I want to say, practicing what I want to practice, watch back the video, check against my notes and things and go, ah, I said that word wrong. I pronounced that that syllable wrong or I got that completely wrong. And then keep a tally in the in the bottom right hand corner of how many mistakes I make. And the reason this is good is because I'm being very open about the fact that, you know, we make mistakes to, to learn languages. You know, if I post a video on YouTube, for example, of me practicing a language, chances are I've edited it because I have the chance to edit it. Right. It would be really like boring of me if I uploaded a completely raw video of me on YouTube of like 10 minutes of me going, um, ah, for eight of those minutes, right? Whereas with Snapchat, 10 seconds, if I go um or ah, and, and it's 10 seconds long, I'm going to, I'm not going to post that snap because that's boring, right? So it, it gives you that, that raw feel of not having that pressure. And so I'll keep tally and this is good, as I say, because it, it kind of is, is raw. It shows we make mistakes. It also encourages me to practice more because I'm having to keep going and keep saying stuff and keep uh, thinking in this language to make five mistakes. And sometimes what happens is it comes really easy. And I'll, you know, maybe that's because ah, I obviously haven't practiced this enough. I need to focus more on this. So that's a good thing because I then know what I need to focus my attention on. And the other way that it goes is it takes me ages to get to the five mistakes, which is another good thing because actually, oh, I know more than I think I did. So then I'm challenging myself harder to get to those five mistakes. Mm-hmm. See, okay, I was thinking about I was thinking about this as you were talking in the context of my own students who mm -hmm. obviously you know when you um when I'm when I'm tutoring I often find that my students will um it, they won't even really get to the mistake point because they might try and speak freely but very quickly sort of find the moment where they just get stuck on something and then this then then they might sort of take this kind of tentative step sort of say, oh, am I saying that right? Am I saying that right? And then they're asking me if they're saying that right. And I'm like, I don't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't care if I think you're saying that right. You should just say it and then we can fix it later. Yeah. So the good thing that this would do is, number one, it gives you a manageable chunk. 10 seconds, is, it's really easy to, you know, you, you're not going to lose track there. Then what you can do, what it encourages you as well is to fill that 10 seconds with just something spontaneous but then review yourself. And that's really important if you are in a study session, right? So 
there's there's two different ways of of you know like or there's two different kind of approaches or you know types of session i think when you're learning a language and you want to speak right two different ways of producing language number one is you're just kind of in the thick of it what a lot of people call immersion what you know you will you will do in country which is just you're just trying to get words out you're just speaking right you're just producing language there and then mistakes are completely secondary it doesn't matter because the point is that you're trying to get across what you're saying right you yeah. don't have to be perfect but what flash flash chat i've done it again what snapchat encourages <laughs> is this kind of self review self critique that you really need right speaking and this this really bothers me when people think learning a language oh just speak and just speaking is all you ever need to do um and then somehow you'll intuitively magically pick it up no you need to review yourself you need to also have the reflective practice the what some people call a deliberate deliberate practice which is you speak and then you stop and then you see whether you got that right mm. and you need to know that there's two different modes of producing language and i think once you understand that there's two different ways of going about this it's just that much more helpful and that much easier because you are not going to chastise yourself for making a mistake when you're actually in just produce and speak and get by mode and you're not going to overlook every single mistake that you make because you're on social media and everything's got to be perfect right so then you actually are encouraged to and and you've got such a tiny bit that it doesn't really it's not that much of a burden to correct yourself because something i really want to do with my students is tell them that they've got a you know when they've produced a longer bit of language and we've actually reviewed it and gone back through the mistakes it's really hard to then get them to repeat it in the correct way but you have to do that because otherwise the wrong way of doing it fossilizes in your brain when actually what you want is the correct way of doing it to really settle into your brain so you want to repeat things correctly not just make the mistake say ah okay that was a mistake and move on you want to make the mistake correct the mistake and record yourself doing it correctly i think snapchat's 10 second format is absolutely perfect for that because it it's no hassle to record it correctly exactly exactly and often that's that's what i'll do right so I'll, because then i'll to know it's a mistake i have to check against my notes and things so i have to check ah that's why it's a mistake because this is the correct way to do this so then you can re-record yourself and say, ah, no, should be this way or, you know, finally got it right and second time lucky and things like this. So, yeah, you're completely, completely right. It does give you the chance for review and and kind of reflection in that as well. So, yeah, it's, it's oh, I love it so much. It's like, it's such, <laughs> such a good tool for language learning. Obviously, it's not made for it, but to kind of manipulate it and use it in that way is, I think it's fantastic. It's extremely fun. Yeah. So downsides. Any downsides that you can think of? I've got I've kind of made a note of one. Okay. Go go for it. Which is that and I think they may have fixed this with memories. I'm not entirely sure yet because like you I haven't used this memories tool and I don't know if it's gonna do exactly what I want to do. Um however, because I was thinking of it more of as a photo album rather than a tracking the progress so i guess as a learner you have to get a bit systematic you gotta gotta plan what you're doing now the temporary nature of it 
it is extremely liberating, it is extremely encouraging, and it does kind of, it does that thing where it just allows you to just whip up, whip out your phone and just do whatever and not really worry about it. That's great. But the temporary nature can also sometimes mean that you sort of feel like you're, you know, you're losing a good one. You're, you just, you know, it can, it can feel a little bit fleeting and not always the most encouraging. So for some people who really want to document things thoroughly, it may not be quite so appealing. But I'm not expressing this well. But I think the temporary nature of Snapchat goes against something that you may want to do with language learning. For example, take pictures of stuff around you and then use it as a vocabulary notebook. Which is something I've been doing is take oh. a picture of like plant and then look at plant in Welsh and annotate the picture with plant in Welsh. Can and I share I my advice for that though? Okay. For, for that particular example you said about the vocabulary. Mm. With Snapchat, the way that you can do that is if you're kind of in your daily life and, you know, you're learning, let's say, Welsh, and you see there's, I'm looking at my desk, there's a little calendar, and I think, oh, what is the word for calendar in Welsh? I t take a picture. I don't, I don't even have to go out of my day to look up the word and write down. I'm just going to take a picture of that thing, right? I carry on with my day. I, I have, I don't know, spaghetti bolognese for lunch. Oh, how do I say spaghetti in Welsh? Take a picture of my lunch to remind me. You get the idea. At the end of the day, you can then make it a habit that you check your Snapchat, you see what you've taken a picture of, and you make a note of those words. You then spend some time looking them up. So you kind of, your study time is sort of at the end of the day when it comes to vocabulary. You've then got these new words. You can then do a few things with this. You could either keep them as individual words and individual units, record yourself saying them and kind of repeating them, or, you know, just film the written, take a quick photo of the written of all of these, or you could then try and put them into a sentence or a small story or a, some kind of context, either together or individually. And then, again, film yourself saying that or take a picture of it written down. OK, and then add that to the Snapchat story and then save that whole thing to your camera roll. And then what you've done there is you've created a resource, a personalized vocabulary resource for yourself. Mm, I think... That kind of goes into, I guess, what I was trying to say with the downside, uh -huh. but in a really interesting way. So you've kind of, what you've done there is, is pretty much taken the downside, offered a solution. Uh, but what the solution illustrates is that you may well have to set up a sort of little system for yourself Absolutely. in order to get the Absolutely. most out of this. Yeah. So the downside that I felt in the temporariness, in the way that it isn't designed for language learners but it's designed, you know, it's designed to have fun. So, and it is fun. So it's not, this is not a downside that should stop you from using it, but it's just something to be aware of. So maybe less than a downside, I may, should call it a, a stumbling block down <sighs> milestone thing or something. But, you know, so something to be aware of is that you may have to set yourself up a little system. So Snapchat, even though it doesn't look like it will, still requires discipline. If you're going to really learn from it. If you, yeah, of course. If you want to use it in that way, yeah, you would need discipline to make sure that you do have the time to get those words. And But that's just a case of, of habit and routine, isn't it? Which is easier said than done, of course. Mm. And that's a whole different episode in itself. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> possible to, to kind of do that way and to combat the idea of it being temporary. So you may have to set up a little bit of a routine. Perhaps that's one... Um, 
point of attention with Snapchat. Um, I wanted to highlight two great examples of sort of listeners or people that I've noticed on Snapchat who are doing really well. And then I've got some account recommendations as well. So if you're setting yourself up on Snapchat right now, um, here are a few accounts that you may consider following or a few people who've used it in a really cool way. And one really great thing about Snapchat in general is that it's quite when you follow a lot of language learners, it's quite inspiring because you see how everybody does things differently. So there's people maybe filming, just filming in their car for like 10 seconds, not while driving, do not get speeding <sighs> tickets. Um, just filming in their car and you can sort of hear the tape that they're listening to or something like that, which I thought was really cool. So you get this little window into somebody else's daily life. Um, then there's people filming maybe how they've labeled everything in the kitchen. So you get this little... You know, it's very inspiring because you see the community of language learners and sort of what stuff, what people get up to, but without the flat lay and all the super prettifying knowling. But instead, it's just, here's a raw piece of my life. So two listeners that I thought have done this really well is number one, Nina Kara, who we mentioned the other day because she gave us such a lovely review on the podcast. So thank you very much for that, Nina. And she films herself regularly speaking Japanese, and I think it's really cute. Don't understand a word of it, but it's very inspiring. There's a real sort of discipline to what she does. I really love it. So shout out to Nina. Well done. Um, and then there's this guy called Brad Chase. Do you follow him? No, but I'm going to now. Mm, he, he's been a bit quiet last few days. That's the thing about Snapchat is you, you can't just look back at what people are doing. You, you, you know, you got to catch it when they do it. Got to always be on it. He filmed some really cool documentation of how he's another Japanese learner. Uh, filmed a really cool sort of way of documenting how he uses the flashcards that he uses, how he sets up the flashcard okay. system, um, and has it integrated with his Twitter and kind of talks about you know on Twitter and says, "Oh, tonight I'm going to talk about flashcards in this way." Um, I thought it was really interesting. Had this sort of um, I'm going round the I'm going round the shop. And you really saw, like, you know, this guy walking around this store in America, which, again, is kind nice. of a little slice of somebody else's life and talking yeah. about, oh, here's, here's what I could do here, here's what I could do there. So I really like that. Um, now, I've got four account recommendations. I'm going to start with the obvious. Number one, if you want to follow Lindsay. Lindsay, what is your username? Um, LD Languages. LD Languages. And yeah. I think... Definitely, as you've as you've heard, you, you're so excited about so excited about Snapchat and social media language learning in general. And the thing I've noticed about Lindsay's account is that Lindsay is extremely disciplined. That she really, you know, you you, you document a lot and you really have routine in what you're doing. So there's something there's something almost every weekday. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. N now I'm going to ask you what you've noticed about my account. If probably complete nonsense but my account is fluent language so you should also follow me on snapchat cool see yours is interesting because yours is more spontaneous so i found that cool like the other day when you were at the market and you were reading out the telephone number on the on the sign of the shop and stuff like that yes yeah, yeah? That's cool. That's, i'm definitely using snapchat without um, without too much of kind of pre-planning. It's more yeah. sort of, it's usually my lunch times when I sort of maybe, you know, go into town and, and I was literally, I was listening to the, I say something in Welsh episode and they were 
teaching us the numbers and I thought oh brilliant I'm at the market everything's got prices on it so I was like okay just taking pictures of things and you know so mine is much more stream of consciousness here's what's in Kirsten's head mm-hmm. so yeah medium quality sometimes but definitely fun to look through now two language accounts that I think are probably the best ones I've seen so far um is Number one, Benny Lewis, honorary mention, is on Snapchat. You can follow Benny Lewis at Irish Polyglot. And I will also put all the links in the show notes for you. And I'll give you the snap codes um, for, for Lindsay and for me. Snap codes are little pictures that you can scan with your Snapchat camera. And then it magically adds the user. It sort of reads it and knows what it's supposed to be doing. Isn't everything about Snapchat a little bit magic? Like the whole <laughs> lenses feature as well, when you can like click your face and add a... Make yourself... This morning I was a bee and a slice of toast, I think. It's mega creepy. Yeah, it's magic. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, silly things that you can do to your face on Snapchat, definitely. good fun. (laughs) But it's that thing, isn't it? It's it's the way it... it, I love the way it invites you to play. I love the way it's... The whole thing about Snapchat is it doesn't take itself very seriously. It doesn't make you take yourself seriously in the way that maybe Instagram sometimes does. Uh, so if you want to play, this is the place to be. Now, account to mention, definitely. For language learners, kind of a really interesting one to follow is uh, Flashsticks. Flashsticks, who happen to be our sponsor and our friends as well, but I would have mentioned them anyway. Because yeah. their account is so interesting, right? Yeah, they do little lessons. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is you get a little story from them and I think they've got a German day, a French day and a Spanish day. Yeah. But it's, it's not like there's a teacher and it's in a classroom. It's basically just filmed like it's your friend uh, explaining to you what happens in Germany or the other day they had this German girl and she said, oh, okay, here's what we don't do in Germany. We never cross the road when the green man isn't there. You must not cross the road, especially when there's children. People get very angry. It's a really bad example. And the way she, you know, the way she talked about it was so, was so much like you're just hanging out with a friend, but it's still a little German lesson. And then she might say, if you want to say this thing, here's how to say it. And because of the annotation, you can read it right there. And you can obviously save those snaps for forever. And it's, it's like a little nice service from Flash Sticks. And you can just watch little special custom-made lessons for free. I think it's I think it's lovely. I think it's really cool what they've got going on there. Definitely, yeah. Do you have any more that you'd like to recommend? Um, no, you've kind of hit them all, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of an up-and-coming up platform in terms of language learning usage. So... Yeah, now is a good time to get involved. But if you're looking for people, because it's quite difficult to find new accounts on Snapchat, like within the app, um, there is an app called Ghost Codes that's worth checking out. Again, that's quite new. But you can search via sort of education um, or even if you want to find people that are doing Snapchat in, you know, in specifically in their native language, which happens to be the language you're learning, you could search via other categories and find people that way. Um, so yeah, that's that's something worth checking out if you want to find people is ghost codes. I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. Lindsay always knows all the apps that go with the apps. Apps so, for yeah, the apps. Yeah, you always for know the, the, the stuff for the Instagram and the stuff for this. And for me, it's still. I honestly, I honestly don't oh, don't know any of these things. It's so my like, job. It's my job. Ghost codes. Ghost codes. 
Um, really cool, I'll get that. And guys, if you want me to follow you, uh, if you want Lindsay to follow you, and you want to find out a little bit more about what we get up to, you should follow us. And the easiest way to do that is either just comment on the blog post with your personal snap code, or, or your username, or just follow us, and we are LD Languages and Fluent Language, and, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Now, before we go, I want to invite you guys to send us your spoken feedback. In other words, we want to hear you on this show here. This show is usually Lindsay and me talking. Sometimes we have a guest, but we very rarely hear, rarely hear from you guys. And I'd really love to get a little bit more, you know, vocal with our listeners. Don't you, Lindsay? Absolutely. Yeah. And... The way to do that is we have we are going to dedicate an episode to feedback in the very near future and we're going to answer your questions. So if you've got a language learning questions so if you've got a language learning question, you want some tips, you have any kind of comment, you think we got something extremely wrong, you want to give us some feedback, what you need to do is record yourself on your voicemail app. Usually on your phone, there's like a little voicemail app or any kind of voice recorder. You can also use QuickTime on your computer. Just record yourself, maybe 10 to 30 seconds, maybe a little bit longer if you want. Send us your voicemail. And the easiest way of doing that is simply by emailing it to me or uploading it to Dropbox, emailing me a link. And that is Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N, at fluentlanguage.co.uk and obviously in the outro of the show you're also going to hear that contact detail again the uh, the email address and also who we are on twitter and that is all you need to do if you want to be heard on the next show we'd really really love to feature you so just kind of tell us who you are where you're from which languages you're learning and what your question is that would be so cool i can't wait to hear from you guys nice me neither i'm excited for that episode Mm, me too me too so i got some really great stuff coming up thank you guys so much for listening to the creative language learning podcast which is now on episode 45 today so we've kind of gone great guns this year and it's all it's not just down to Lindsay coming on to the show which is really really fun but it's also down to you guys listening kind of giving feedback on twitter I just really like hearing from you and come on come on the show, be on the show with us. It's so much more fun when we've got listeners, you know, to talk to, to ask questions and to for us to know more about what you've got on your mind as well. Okay. Can I say something else? Absolutely. We have something special planned for episode 50. Indeed we do. We've got something special planned for episode 50. And I can tell you Yay. now... No. L- Secret. I can tell you now <gasps> okay go on that episode 50 happens to fall almost perfectly on the european day of languages Oof. that's all we're saying for now <laughs> that's all we're saying for now but yeah keep your ears keep your what do people say keep your ears peeled keep your ears to the ground keep your ears to the ground I stay think, tuned i think i haven't just made that up Whatever it is, just pay a lot of attention. (laughs) 
<laughs> and stay tuned in radio terms to what we've got planned and we're going to keep announcing and you know really make this show more interactive and bring you listeners into the show that's the plan for the creative language learning podcast going forward and with all that i hope to see you guys on snapchat very very soon i hope you enjoyed this episode we you know we didn't think i didn't think that there was that much to say about snapchat but here we are talking about everything from mistakes to flashcards to ghost codes because it's so good yes it's that good thank you Lindsay. also in the show notes if you want a little bit more information i've put Lindsay's blog article how i use snapchat for language learning and with a free guide with a free guide that you can download as well so that's it really for the show and i'm gonna say goodbye it's goodbye from me goodbye and goodbye from Lindsay dow arrivederci Thanks for listening to the Creative Language Learning Podcast, guys. Don't forget to subscribe and to rate the podcast in iTunes or on Stitcher. That's always very much appreciated. If you have any feedback or you've got any questions, you can email me, Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N, at fluentlanguage.co.uk, or you can find me on Facebook, Fluent Language Tuition, or on Twitter, at Kirsten Hammers, that is K-E-R-S-T-I-N, H-A-M-M-E-S. 